Hello everyone. Before we start today's podcast, some exciting news for you. You can experience the Inside Politics podcast live in Dublin on May 16th when Hugh Linehan, Jennifer Bray and I will be joined by Cliff Young of Ipsos, one of America's top pollsters, to talk about the US election, our own local and European elections and much more. It's a breakfast event kicking off at 8am in Trinity College. If you'd like to attend, you can get tickets at irishtimes.com forward slash events. That's irishtimes.com forward slash events. I hope we see lots of you there. I've always said that the election should happen at the best time for the country. Now is that time. Oh, come, nobody ever reads manifestos during the election, Sean, you know oh, that. Really? Look, they've taken our policies. They are bereft of policies. For every person that likes you, there have to be people that hate you in equal measures. This is an extra edition of Election Daily, the podcast series from the Irish Time Inside Politics team. We have just been watching the final leaders' debate of this campaign with Mary Lou MacDonald, Michal Martin and Leo Varadkar going head-to-head on RTE's primetime. I'm joined by Jennifer Bray. Jennifer, what did you think of it as a debate first? Um, I, actually, I thought it was the best debate of all of the uh, different ones that we've seen so far. Um, I did think the setup was a little bit unusual in that you had the three party leaders standing and then you had um, the two presenters uh, sitting down. They kind of looked like three bold school kids who sort of been brought in to explain themselves before the before the principal. Um, so I thought that was unusual, but, you know, you kind of got used to it in the end. But, you know, I also think that the gloves came off a little bit. And to be honest with you, not a moment too soon. I mean, there's only days left in the election campaign. And I feel that we kind of have needed a debate with just a little bit of verve, you know, a little bit of energy, a little bit of zest. And, and that's what we got. Um, so, you know, in, in terms of the format and in terms of the the uh, the, the outcome of it, I actually thought actually it was the, the best one so far. OK, well, let's go through the performance of each of the each of the three uh, debaters. I nearly said contestants there for a moment. Um, Leo Varadkar first. What, what did he do well and what, what was less good? Yeah, I think Leo Varadkar was very energetic in defending what he sees as his government's record. And, you know, he made this sort of telling comment where he talked about, you know, if he's re-elected, that he would devote as much energy uh, into health as he has done on Brexit. And I think a lot of people would argue that they would have expected him to have done that already. But he kind of was painting a picture of of, of that change that he would like to to bring in. And actually, on that topic, the, the very first thing we heard in the debate was that buzzword change. Uh, change, very kind of fevered contributions actually from the three of them. Leo Varadkar mm. talking about how Fianna Fáil haven't changed at all and about how Sinn Féin will be changed for the worst. And I think then we had Michal saying that he'd be a great change and a transformative change. And then Mary Lou saying she'd a thirst for change. I swear, like by the end of this election, we're all going to be fed up of the word change. But um, so we had we had a lot of that. And then back to Leo then. So I think he took his biggest hit um, on housing, uh, on, on health, sorry. So Michal Martin brought up these comments from 2016 where, where Leo Varadkar, when, when he was talk, health minister, talked about how having more beds and having more resources in the health service can actually slow down um, productivity um, because basically the staff feel less pressure. And I had totally forgotten about those comments until Michal Martin brought them. And I thought that that was a, a moment where I just felt, you know, kind of one of those moments where you, you thought, what did he say? Why did he say that? Um, but I went back and read them, actually, and that is indeed what he said. Um, but, uh, you know, on the on the other hand, uh, Leo actually had some zingers tonight. Um, one of them was where he talked about how if Mio Martin got back, was back in charge of the economy, it would be akin to putting John Delaney back in, back in charge of the FAI in nine years' time. Did not expect that. And I thought it was quite good, actually. 
Yeah, I mean, and he had a couple of moments like that. He, I, I thought he started almost on hyper. It was almost as if he was turning up for that last uh, slightly crazy debate uh, that happened in Virgin Media a few days ago. So he was much more hyper than, than the, the, other, the other two. He did settle into it. Health was always going to be the stickiest wicket for him, I suppose. But um, he didn't, he had some good zingers, but I wouldn't say that he landed any knockout blows either. I don't think he landed any knockout blows, but... Those kind of zingers, I feel like in the the age we live in now, like memes and zingers and all that stuff, they they are the kind of things that remembered and they go viral and all that kind of stuff. And, and he also had a comment, I think, where he, he talked about how when they're talking about Brexit and negotiating and, and whose team was better and all that, he said that um the last time Fianna Fáil was sent uh, into a negotiation, they they brought us the troika, um, and you could see that Mihal I think was a little bit wounded by that. Um, so you know I I think they were kind of pre cooked lines, but they worked. And, you know, I, I think that um, they'll be remembered. They're the kind of things that stuck out in your head afterwards um, because those debates can get quite clunky and you can get kind of weighed down what exactly Sloan Chikar does, doesn't say. And it's all very important. And, but, you know, it is important to kind of have sure. standout moments. So uh, I'd say that they were his sort of uh, uh, standout moments. Also picking up Michal Martin's uh, notes. <laughs> again. That was that. good to do that again. Yeah, after all, after all these years. To be fair, I thought overall the standard of the debate, you know, even getting into some detail on, on those kind of subjects was better than we, we'd seen in, in previous outings. But what do you think of Michal Martin? I think... Michal had a harder night um, and it's because of that anxious energy that you're talking about that from Leo Varadkar. I think Leo Varadkar unleashed a lot of that on him um, and, and I feel like he was cut out a few times. Um, you know, I feel like he was coherent but not that concise. Uh, so, you know, he was making his points but sometimes it was hard to understand where he was going with them because he, he also brought this kind of fevered energy which we needed but also which can sometimes be a little bit too much you know uh, one example that stuck out in my head was how he kind of had to concede that it was his own government that proposed the increase in the pension age when he was challenged by David McCullough um and and he kind of smiled like he's like oh yes you know it was gonna fall um you know and he was also tackled on his support for Bertie Ahern uh before 2007 and it kind of brings you back to that idea of the old Fianna Fáil, which I'm pretty sure is a road that he wouldn't want to to go down. And I also don't think he was very convincing on on the experience that his front bench have in terms of Brexit. He started mentioning EU committees and stuff when I didn't really know uh, where he was going on it. Um, but he was strong uh, on tackling um, uh, the, the Leo Varadkar and outgoing Fine Gael government on their record on, on homelessness. And like I said, those comments uh, that Leo Varadkar previously made about putting pressure on nurses, I, I think that's a weak spot for Leo Varadkar. Now, the the big story of this election so far, and particularly this week, of course, is Sinn Féin and the leader of Sinn Féin, Mary Lou Macdonald, has elbowed her way, quite rightly, I think, into this debate, you know, at the last minute by virtue of uh, her party's poll performance. Uh, but with that success, of course, comes increased scrutiny. And how did she perform? It's like almost a story of two debates at the very start and, and to, you know, leaning towards the first half. I thought that she was the strongest um, and by the end of the debate, I think it all went wrong. Um, and I think overall, I think she had the most difficult night. Um, you know, if I'll, I'll just go to her strengths first, I suppose, at the start of the debate. She did a very good job of painting Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil as these political twins. And we know that she's done that very effectively in previous debates. And she had one or two good sound bites here where she talked about how Fianna Fáil was the party of property developers and Fine Gael's party of landlords. Um, and, uh, you know, when, when Leo Varadkar was saying Sinn Féin will, will bring ruin upon the economy, she said this was a, I think she said uh, from memory, open to correction, that it was kind of a desperation call. 
um, and that the the reason why Leo Varadkar says this and the reason why Fianna Fáil say this is because they want their own way. So she was good on that and she was quick as a flash and that. But when it turned to matters related to justice, I, that's where I feel there were some pretty awkward moments. The first was on the special criminal court, non-jury court. And she, you know, she's asked, what is your personal position? Do you support this court and the work that it does and she said I'm all for the courts or something along those lines and and it just was not convincing and then talked about wanting a review of the court system um we will hear more about this before Sunday um and then the second issue very towards the very very end of the uh, debate and this was in relation to um Paul Quinn so this was Paul Quinn who was who was murdered um allegedly by an IRA gang um, um, about a decade and a half ago. Exactly, yeah. So so Paul Quinn was 21. He was beaten to death by up to 10 men in, in Monaghan, uh, I think, 30, 13 years ago. And his mother, Breege Quinn, has highlighted uh, over the course of this campaign a, a slur from, um, or perceived slur from, from Conor Murphy, who's Sinn Féin's uh, finance minister in the North, where he uh, talked about criminality and links to criminality. Now, Mary Lou Macdonald was on Orty last night with Brian Dobson and she sort of suggested that she didn't believe that those kind of comments specifically had been made and tonight she said uh, well actually tonight Mary McCallan had the exact comments and put those to Mary Lou Macdonald and she said that they were inappropriate that they the, the comments were wrong and she condemned them and said Conor Murphy uh, uh, would be retracting them basically and it, it, it was put to her that this was a U-turn and she didn't deny that and I just think it was you know, it 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 was it was a bad moment, I think, and I I think it was a tough moment, and I think it was of all the debates, it was probably probably her worst. And overall. she must have known she must have known that moment was coming because she had that difficult issue with Brian Dobson over it yesterday. She knew she'd said this. She probably knew. Uh, she certainly knew over the last twenty four hours that people were pointing to the evidence that those comments had been made. So she knew she was going to have to do quite a significant climb down or a reverse turn and just just you know eat that as part of the part of the debate this evening. Yeah, and I'd say I'd say when the the debate came up towards the end and we were up up towards the 11 o'clock mark, I I think maybe she thought that it wasn't going to come up because it almost seemed to have taken her by surprise even though she had an answer. And look, I think in the neck in the last few days of this campaign, uh, this is where Sinn Féin will be tackled and it will be on justice you know, stuff about the courts, um, stuff in the past, all that, you know, it, it, it hasn't kind of gone away. And I think that's what tonight's debate showed. Um, you know, she, 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 she didn't handle it awfully, but it, it was also for viewers. And I did kind of, it, it was awkward. And there was a moment of silence there too. We didn't really know what was going to happen next. So, yeah. There were, there were a couple of questions on other policy where I thought she was, she, you know, she, she was caught a bit high and dry. Not so much by uh, Leo Varadkar or Micheál Martin, but by Miriam McCallaghan in particular. Uh, there, were, there was one issue about where you're going to find all these builders to build this massive amount of houses. And I thought that was a, a, a pretty unconvincing answer to that. Mm. Um, and then the other one was... Uh, a couple of questions in relation to climate change, the fact that Sinn Féin doesn't support carbon tax, which is, you know, its position. Everybody's known that for a while. But um, also a, a commitment to massively invest in electrical charging points for cars. She was asked what massive meant. She couldn't answer. Exactly. Yeah, she talked about uh, climate change. You know, how much are you committing? What what kind of figures are we talking about here? She said, you know, massive or, you know, exactly what's needed, a, a big amount. And like, that's, that's not really going to cut the mustard when it's a topic 
that important. Um, you know, you should have some ballpark, you would have thought. Um, and yeah, I would agree on, on the other on the other topic there as well. Sort of a, a wooliness maybe around figures. And we did see that too last night in the other debate uh, when it came to the vacant sites levy and the fact that the manifesto commits to raising 107 million. Um, but, you know, only less than, I think, a million was raised last year. So how do you get to that figure? And, and she wasn't very convincing on that either. But look, like you said earlier on, when you're kind of putting yourself out there and you're, you know, you're, as we see in the polls, um, leading uh, up there at the, at the very top, you're going to get the hard questions. You're not always going to have the right answer. Sometimes you're going to forget, you know, that's natural enough. Um, those kind of things can be forgiven, I think. It's it's the other, the, the bigger topics that, that will linger on. Yeah, and the last one, which I think she was caught on, but I think it was kind of an illustration of where the strengths and the weaknesses are of her position was that you know, she was asked about the you know the very controversial plans for raising the pension age. And she essentially said that she didn't believe the demographic projections of the Central Statistics Office, which is, again, not a terribly good look. But she sort of turned it around by pointing at the two men standing beside her and pointed out the enormous pensions that they were going to get well before 65 if they retired before then. Yeah, she did. And I think that actually is something that is coming up on the doorstep. So I think she will appeal to the Sinn Féin voter there and perhaps the other voters that we see are kind of thinking Sinn Féin. Um, so so she's she's strong enough on the on the pensions issue, but it sort of led to this um, strange sort of justification of the demographics looking after himself and then David McCullough, I think, saying, yeah, so, you know, you're encouraging people to procreate. Um, so it was a sort of a strange interlude, really. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, the pensions thing will will continue to dominate in, in the campaign. And we know that it has been a big issue. Um, and like I say, Michal caught out on who exactly brought the, the issue about. And I think Leo Varker kind of got away with, you know, the fact that he was in government for all that time Indeed. when that legislation brought in because the two of them were defending their own sort of um, stance, you know. And finally, of course, they all got that question, which we all get at job interviews, and it's always a pain in the neck. You know, tell me your, you know, your worst trait, or tell me a terrible mistake you've made. You know, and you have to make up. My, my mistake is I'm just commit, too committed to my job. And they all came up, I thought, with equally feeble answers to that. Really, yeah. Uh, actually, I can't even remember what Leo, what not what Michael Martin said. I, I, I was like, Michael Martin kind of said something vague that might have related to the fact that he went along with everything the Fianna Fáil government did in the noughties, <laughs> oh, but not being too specific about it. Oh wow, that's vague. Okay, uh, talk about not listening to the question but um uh, yeah I, I leo Varadkar reminded everyone that he's a human so that's good to know um talk about how he's too blunt and, and mary lou mcdonald kind of talked about um uh the the local elections and it, it, yeah you're right you know it did remind me a former boss once asked me what what i could do better or what my mistakes were and i said i, I bring my work home with me too much because i work too much so you know none of us are gonna do ourselves down too much now are we do you think this debate, finally, Jen, do you think this debate will have any effect on the way things pan out over the next two to three days before people go to the polls? Honest answer, yes. And I think that's because there are a lot of people who genuinely haven't made up their mind. They're thinking Sinn Féin, they're leaning Sinn Féin, they're moving away from Fianna Fáil, they're going to Fianna Fáil. I do think there are a lot of people who will look to a debate like this, which is a good debate, a debate easily followed and easy to stick to and and maybe make up their mind on it maybe not a huge amount but perhaps enough to to make a bit of a difference so you know look I I could be proven totally wrong on that but I do feel that the parties in particular put huge stock in these debates and you can see by the way that the 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 energy that they brought to it tonight that so do they so you know we can't all be wrong basically 
we shall leave it there. Jennifer, thanks very much for joining us at this ungodly hour of the evening. Thanks to also to our producer, Declan Conlon. Remember, you can find us on all the usual podcast platforms. You can get us at irishtimes.com slash podcast. You can mail us at politicspodcast at irishtimes.com. You can find us all on Twitter and we'll be back very soon. Thanks for listening.